0: Hey everyone, my name is Trench Reynolds and this is Real Crime Stories for July 21st, 2022. But before we get started, this show is brought to you by my wonderful supporters Trish, Mayer, and Christy at Patreon. For as little as a dollar a month, you can help keep this show ad-free and independent. There's also exclusive content available to patrons. This week, I believe I will be telling the Florida story. You can join my Patreon at patreon.com slash Reynolds or trenchrenolds.com. I realize that most people are focused on the police response, or lack thereof, to the Uvalde shooting, as they should be. Even in the early days after the shooting, it was clear that law enforcement threw out decades of training and protocol to pursue an avenue of cowardice. However, I'm more interested in a different coward. I'm of course talking about Salvador Ramos, another craven goon who felt it necessary to violently take his own inadequacies out on a schoolroom full of ten-year-olds. This past week, a Texas House committee released a preliminary report about the Uvalde shooting and the subsequent police inaction. The report has given us a clearer look into the machinations of Ramos leading up to the shooting, but first we need to go back into Ramos' childhood. Ramos allegedly told an ex-girlfriend that as a child, he had been sexually assaulted by one of his mother's boyfriends. Supposedly his mother didn't believe him. If this claim is true, It goes a long way in explaining why he started down such a twisted path. However, before we proceed, I'd like to explain a few things first. When I say if this claim is true, I'm not trying to diminish the claims of anyone who has been sexually assaulted. Unfortunately, it's not unheard of for criminals like this to make up stories that either make them seem more sympathetic or garner them attention. Having said that, I believe Ramus's claim. For those of you who have been longtime readers, Or listeners in this case. You may remember a site I used to have called Bad Breeders that detailed stories of child abuse. On BB, there were far too many stories where children were abused by the parent's boyfriend or girlfriend, with the parent taking the side of their latest squeeze. I can kind of relate, since I know carrying around a secret like this can mentally destroy someone. I grew up in a home that was rife with domestic violence. In my preteen years, I witnessed multiple instances of my dad brutally beating my mom. What made the situation worse was that I couldn't tell anyone about it. Not my school, not the police, not my priest, no one. To do so would only result in more beatings for my mom. Neither my mom nor myself had any place that was safe. I think it goes without saying that living like this left me mentally scarred for the rest of my life. However, this doesn't mean that every kid who gets molested becomes a mass murderer. Conversely, not every kid who grows up in a DV household becomes a stand-up citizen. At some point, all of us that were traumatized as children need to make a choice about how we're going to live the rest of our lives. Ramos could have grown up to become an advocate for abused children. Instead, he chose a path of hatred, violence, and cowardice. That wasn't the only defining moment in Ramus' life either. He was said to have been bullied in the fourth grade in the same classroom where he killed innocent children. Ramus was said to have a speech impediment and was also bullied for coming from a low income family. However, his teacher met with Ramus' mother and promised her that Ramus would have a safe place in her classroom. The rest of the school year was supposedly good for Ramus. Ramus may have carried that grudge with him since fourth grade as he complained about the bullying to friends just a week before the shooting. It seems he leaned heavily into the bullied school shooter trope. According to the report, Ramus became obsessed with school shootings, especially when it came to the infamy that shooters would supposedly gain. Friends of Ramus said that he would watch and share violent and gory videos. He allegedly made his own disturbing video of himself riding around in his friend's car while holding a dead cat in a plastic bag. Ramus also posted a handful of videos on TikTok and YouTube, and after receiving a few views, he started telling people he was famous. So as with most school shootings since Columbine, Ramus is just another clout-seeking copycat. Except he didn't count on a couple of things. One is that he's only one more name and a long line of copycats. Until this country's government wants to get serious about gun control, there will be other nameless cowards who will follow him and also be forgotten. Secondly, Ramus didn't take into account that the police would so thoroughly botch their response that they would become the main story rather than the murders themselves. More people will remember the name of Uvalde School District Police Chief Pete Arredondo than they will the name of the shooter. What really surprised me most about this report was that Ramis is said to have never fired a gun prior to the shooting itself. While he was 17, he had asked two relatives to buy the guns for him, but they refused. After he turned 18 and bought the guns legally, he had trouble trying to use them. One uncle of his said that he struggled to set the magazine into the gun, with the magazine repeatedly falling to the floor. This is unusual for a number of reasons. First off, most school shooters practice with their guns months before their shootings with many of them recording their time with their toys. Secondly, it's Texas. We have uncles just sitting around watching him struggle with a gun and not teaching him how to use it properly. But apparently it didn't take him long to learn how to use it well enough to murder 21 victims with an assist from police. So once again, we get back to the question of whether or not school shootings are a gun issue or a mental health issue. The responsible gun owners, will tell you it's only a mental health issue. God forbid anything should even remotely come close to taking their germs, I mean, guns. It's obvious to anyone with a shred of intelligence that the answer is both a gun and a mental health problem. However, the Second Amendment flag wavers are also the people who not only don't believe in mental health care, but they stigmatize it every chance they get. Imagine growing up in a deep red part of Texas and asking for help with a mental health issue. You'd more than likely be told to man up and how can you possibly have mental health concerns at your age? I guess if you really think about it, ignorance is the real cause of most school shootings. That's it for this episode. If you'd like to read more stories like this going back over 20 years, you can do so at realcrime.net. All social media and Patreon links can be found in the show notes. You can also listen to and subscribe to this podcast at realcrimestories.net. So until next time, don't let anyone else tell your story, because you are here for a reason. I've been Trench Reynolds, and this has been Real Crime Stories.